88.9 FM, KUCI, Irvine. We just had one group in here playing live with Sundrug, and I just walked them out the door, and I think I can still see remnants of them sitting in the lobby here. And we played uh, two songs. We just listened to Hawker M. James with Pleasure Part, and we started off with Nikki's Wives with Ghost. That's from their album Forever. And on the phone right now is one of these last-minute things that we're very, uh, very happy and, you know, blessed and honored. We got Laura Burhen on the phone. Did I pronounce your name right, Laura? Hello? Can you hear me? Oh, you're very quiet, but I can barely hear you. Let me change mics here. Hold on. How about now? Oh, that's much better. Okay. Darn. Great. They haven't fixed the mics as they liked. I thought I'd lost you. I'm glad I did not. (laughs) I was just saying that I had, from the Birds, Laura Burhen. Am I pronouncing your last name properly? Because I'm really, I'm always want to be concerned that I do that right. Burhen. Yes, that is correct. Awesome. Yes. Minor Birds, I am very pleased, very, very pleased to have you with us on the air because I, I like the Minor Birds. I like the songs, and I like the fact <laughs> that you're coming to town this Friday night. She's in Phoenix right now, going to be playing at the Valley Bar, but she's going to be at the Echo this Friday night. And when I checked earlier, tickets were still available, which I think is you know just a wrong that needs to be righted. <laughs> that's, that's, not, that's not proper, and if people have listened to me before, I like the Echo, I like the fact that I, I almost had a drunken Scotsman decide he wanted to fight me at the Echo and throw down. <laughs> Wall of Band is on stage. <laughs> so, oh well, that happens. <laughs> so you've been... That sounds like that sounds like a good adventure. I it, think maybe uh, we could recreate that on Friday night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but so, with whiskey instead of scotch. Well, this is actually a man from Scotland. had the, oh. had the full accent. He was uh, he was well lubricated. I think is a, a proper way of putting it. And, <laughs> and I guess he decided he wanted to squeeze uh, his body into a space that was a little, you know, too, a little too close to mine. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh well, these things happen. But the show went on, and um, you know, clearer heads prevailed, as it were. Nice. So you've been out on tour for your new album, Lovers Know which I, I see you recorded all over the place. Was that by design or just kind of happened for you? It just kind of happened. It wasn't by design at all. I really wasn't sure uh, what I was going to do uh, when I was making the new record. I'd been touring as a member of the Postal Service in uh, 2013 and, and got home and ended up on this sort of long road trips doing some soul-searching after I went through this pretty brutal breakup. And I wasn't sure even what I wanted to write about and um, I'd worked with Richard Swift on the first two records, and so I'd even thought about working with him again, but I just felt like it was time in my own life and musical career to just do something totally different. It felt, felt like the right thing. So I started demoing things up uh, in Echo Park. I moved from Omaha to L.A. to start writing and was living over in Echo Park and, um, and started writing, and the next thing I knew, I, was, I started recording, and I was yeah, you know, working with Bradley Hannon Carter, who's from, from Echo Park in L.A., and... We, we started recording the drums and some of the basic, like, structural tracks in Nashville and came back and did some more work in Echo Park and then Joshua Tree and eventually in Auckland, New Zealand. Um, and there was a whole lot of travel in between that as well. So it ends up being a lot of a, a, a bit of a driving record. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a good one to put on when you're driving through the <laughs> desert at 3 in the morning. Now, did you take the uh, uh, precautions with the uh, the masters and everything else, like uh, you know other uh, artists are n- are known to do, with you know multiple uh, backup copies and stuff that's 
you know, deep sixed into probably uh, cryogenic chambers and, and things of that nature uh, for your process, or were you just kind of, eh, it's on a thumb drive, I'm good? Uh, yeah, there were many, many copies made again and again, you know, like all up in, in the cloud, <laughs> or no one's quite sure if they're ever really safe. But then, you know, different hard drives and um, just all sorts of like automated, automatic backing up of, of files and stuff as we were working. Because, it, you know, it felt so nice to record on the road, but also um, I've, I've lost sessions before, and I've been really zen about it. It's like, oh, it wasn't meant to be. But I think we were putting, I was putting so much into the writing of those songs. And, you know, even some of the, some of the final versions have pieces from the demos that I was making on my phone using toy keyboards and, and little drum machines and things like that. But it was, it was like, um, it was like writing a, uh, or it was almost like recording a, a travel journal, you know, so you didn't want to lose a single page. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. And in some of the, so some of the stuff actually made it onto the record that, uh, that you know, like you said, the, the stuff you recorded like with, with a phone or things of that nature. Yeah, yeah. Actually, in uh, the second song, Believer, the chorus is my just first take demo. Um, it's layered in there, and it's it's me singing into my phone with a Casio PT100, little basically a toy keyboard. Um, you know, as I was sitting in a basement in Echo Park, and it's it was one of those things we tried to re-record it, and it didn't have the right energy, and we went back and layered in the original demo because we were working from that same you know it's the same key, same tempo, and everything. Um, we were like, yeah, that's what it was missing. It was missing that original energy. So, some, so, so sometimes yeah. the first take is the best take. Yeah, and I I tend to agree with that always. Um, I'm I'm really like about I think when it comes to music and, and writing and recording, I it's for me it's about getting the emotion on tape. Um, and so it's interesting when you're working with someone. Bradley's very much like a sonic perfectionist, and he was all about making sure we didn't have too much. Uh, on each song or that we cut away different layers until it was exactly right. And, you know, sometimes, even for vocal takes, I would say, uh, oh, the first pass is the best. And um, we'd try and try and try, you know, and 20 takes into it, you realize that, in fact, the first pass was the best because it's sort of the freshest, you know? It's got the, uh, you know, whatever it might be, the nuance, the inflection, um, the, you know, the, the emotion of, you know, of the words, the phrasing. Sometimes it's just it just hits it you know the first time. Yeah, well, it's almost like uh, you know, as a musician, you write a song and it's fresh at that point, but then you sing it and sing it and sing it again, and and it becomes the the story isn't you're not telling the story for the first time, you know, you're telling it for the twentieth time, and so you miss kind of that initial magic. Um, I think it's interesting. I've heard I had a friend of mine uh, who worked with Tori Amos on tour in South Africa, and she said that every night before her shows, Tori will sit down with her fans and, like, talk with them about what her songs mean to them. You know, people will come in and say, oh, I've listened to you for 20 years or whatever. And it's her way of getting back to her songs from a fresh perspective. Right. So that it doesn't sound like she actually sung it for 300 times, which she totally has, you know, <laughs> in that year or whatever. Right. Well, you, you know, you mentioned that you, you toured with Postal Service. You, you, you toured with... Uh... Uh, Connor Oberst, you know, you've, you've done a lot of different, uh, you've been on, on TV and, you know, various things, which, is, you know, I'm looking at going, The Colbert Report, Letterman, Tonight Show, <laughs> you, you've done a lot of stuff. Um, what, and, you, and you're talking about how you, you know, you're, you're in Omaha, you've moved to uh, L.A., to the Echo Park area, you know, how have, have you, how have you seen or have you ever reflected on, you know, how you, how your process has changed, how your writing has changed, how your performance has changed 
by you know being with all these different people have you seen a, a, a big change for you and is it something that you've you've found positive yeah absolutely i mean it's it's so i've really had you know the luck and the honor to be able to tour with such incredible musicians like bright eyes or like the postal service and um it, you know it i think what i've noticed about connor or jenny lewis or ben gibbard they're so great as performers because they're able to kind of translate this really personal, personalized performance. It's almost like every person and, you know, it could be 20,000 people, but they feel like they're in a tiny club with just that person. Right. And, um, and that, that to me is like, is true. It's true performance, you know? So you can add a light show and you can add all these other things, but when it, when it comes right down to it, it's like having a personal conversation with every single, every single person in the audience. Um, but you know, I love I love that idea of also um, putting on a show, you know, but keeping an honesty at the heart. And so I think um, more than anything, I guess I feel playing with with those different people. You know, it's encouraged me just to um, stay true to that heart, no matter how big the show. So you know, I, we had the honor of playing. I keep saying honor, <laughs> but truly, it is. You know, we had the the joy of playing at San Monica Pier um, at sunset recently and that was probably the biggest show that i've played with my band but um you know just to feel like wow i get to be here in this space with all these people and this is just like never going to happen again like this so um really enjoy the hell of it and it's got to be pretty um, cool you know at, at sunset you know just that view you got you know, get you got that backdrop you got all those yeah. uh, fans that's got to be pretty pretty cool <laughs> Yeah, it is. You know, one of the first, I remember the biggest show I had ever played when I was touring with Bright Eyes was Coachella. Um, and I guess it was 2011, and the sun was setting, and you're looking out on the sea of people, and I remember thinking, I'm going to be so nervous when we play this show. I can't believe this. This is so many people. I can't even process this. And I got on stage, and it was just one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. And I thought, man, I, I get to do what I love. And I, that's such like a, a lucky thing. You know, um, it's, it takes a lot of work, and um, sometimes you think it might kill you, but you have those moments where you're like, wow, I get to do what I love, and, you know, that makes all, all the minutia of, you know, even like touring right now, you're on the road for a month, and you're away from home, and but but again, you know, you get to do that thing that you dreamed about when you were a kid, so you get to, You get to do what you love, and you, you get to uh, enjoy it, so how... You know, like I said, you've been touring for a month. It looks like, uh, you know, you're getting close to, I did a, like, a quick count. It was like, you know, the high 20s in dates of, of yeah. Tulsa. You know, over the course of that time, how do you keep it fresh from show to show? Uh, well, you know, every show is totally different because you're playing to different people. And I, I really am a firm believer that, um, you know, it's the people and, and, and it's the place that makes the show. So it definitely feels different every night. We were in Tucson last night, and I didn't have, you know, huge expectations. Monday night in Tucson, Arizona, it had been five years since I'd been there, and it was one of the most fun shows I have ever played. Um, you know, just that getting that group of people together in a room, and it's it's going to be different than any other place, you know? Um, and then we drank a lot of tequila. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> and and you did that, too. So, I, I, and I... <laughs> And I, I would imagine that uh, you know, from night to night, um, you know, you got you got the crowds, you f you feel the energy on them, and and there's probably uh, you know they probably react differently from song to song, from from 
from city to city. So that you know, that, uh, I would imagine you probably feed off of that to some extent. Yeah, it's a real. It, it is a conversation, you know, that you're having. You sing the song, and then people react, and you, it becomes this cycle of you know, the dialogue. But, you know, it's not just that I'm singing at an audience; it's that they're giving back as well. And and it, like it, it does become this really beautiful conversation. Um, and I think you know, it's it's a funny thing on tour. You you. If you're in a van, we're in a van tour right now playing some small clubs, you know, a promo tour, and um, you sometimes start to think, like, oh, man, am I a musician or am I, like, a long-haul trucker? <laughs> My job is to just get this gear from one town to the next. And so that moment when you, you know, are able to actually play music, you know, that one hour out of 24 for the day, you feel like yourself and you feel uh, like a... Uh, you're you're doing what you should be doing, and, and 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 you know you're connecting with people, which is ultimately what music is, is, it does for us, right? It helps us say the things we can't say in normal conversations, and um, God get through the har- hardest moments of life, you know, feeling like you you aren't alone in it. Well, and so to be able to do that in a room with people every night is is really special. It, it is special, and um, on certain shows you go to, you can, you know, you can feel, you know, just the the emotional connection, or the, you know, just the way, you know, certain songs will just kind of hit you, you know, from an audience uh, perspective. You know, you, it, it makes it very, you know, an, an intimate environment where, and it's very powerful, you know, the feeling that you can get uh, from shows like that, and it's it's pretty awesome when that happens. Yeah, absolutely. So we got Laura Burhen from the Minor Birds on air we're about running out of time because she's got to get on the stage <laughs> at, at, at 10 o'clock and she's in phoenix now she's coming back to la coming back home she's gonna be hitting the echo which is an, a pretty awesome up close personal uh, space to be in and to see a show uh i would imagine uh you know with with the, the various uh tours and people you've toured with you've done the you know the, you know the huge arenas you know you know you know tens of thousands of people you've done the smaller clubs and and whatnot. You know, which you know, is there a preference that you like? You know, is there you know, is one or the other? Uh, how does it work for you? Oh, you know, there's there's a there's a season right for every single one of those, and and I love the opportunity to do to do each of those. Um, it, some of my favorite moments are are really when it's just me at a piano and twenty people in a room, and you're able to kind of tell stories between songs and. You know, you really can feel that closeness with everybody in the room. So uh, it's exciting to to be able to get back to the Echo, um, back in my own neighborhood, and and play. You know, a smaller club. It's sort of the that perfect perfect middle ground of a um, feeling like you still have this real intimate space, even though you know it's like proper show. So um, yeah, I can't wait for it. I'm really excited. Well, that's pretty cool. And the new album, Lovers Know, pretty awesome. Uh, I, I loved when you came out with Generals. Um, Generals, the song itself was was pretty awesome. The video, cool. Um, and then Lovers Know. I, I like when I get uh, an album, and I like uh, where I can track um, multiple songs, different songs from an album. You know, it, you know. So I, w- I would say you're definitely not a one-hit wonder. And, you know, <laughs> and kudos to you for that. And that's awesome with the uh, with it. And I'm gonna let you go, but I'm gonna let you pick. Uh, I I can play. I can play anything from Lovers Know. I can play Generals. I think I, I think I was gonna ask you about this. There's, there's a new song I just saw on uh, Spotify. Was it Leonora? Yeah, Lenora. Lenora. Yeah, that's a, a brand new B-side I put out, um, and it's it's really it's 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 a Lovers Know is an album full of 
full of love songs. And even though it's called Lovers Know, it's really about not knowing. <laughs> it's about not knowing anything at all, getting your heart broken and kind of getting back up and doing it all over again and realizing that that's sort of a universal theme that ties us all together as human beings. <laughs> right, right. And, uh, yeah, Lenore is a brand-new song. Um, it didn't make the record. It just sonically didn't really fit. But the story, I think, is probably, it's sort of, it's the heart of Lovers Know. It's a, actually a story of the painter and surrealist artist Max Ernst and his lost love uh, fellow artist Lenora Carrington. Um, and I think it's one of those, it's one of those stories about star-crossed lovers who, you know, fall madly in love with each other and then tragically get ripped apart. May it be it, you know, world war or something. <laughs> right. Um, and so it's sort of what happens in life. Sometimes we fall in love and fall out and we can't explain it or, ever understand it um that's what that song is about okay so now so you're the dj laura what song would you like us to leave with from from your library of music (sighs) oh that's a tough pick (laughs) um i'm gonna go with a song from the new record okay since i am coming home to my new home in california i'm gonna pick the song one foot and um I I wrote that song about moving from Omaha to uh, Los Angeles and sort of, you know, just uh, keeping going one foot in front of the other and feeling pretty lost, but uh, hoping that that L.A. uh, would find me. And it did. And the, uh, like I said, the new album, super awesome. I haven't played one foot yet. I don't think so, but I'm I can check. But we're going to play it now. So, Laura, thank you very much for, 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 you know, carving out a little bit of time. I know you're going to go on the on stage very soon, so I'll let you go. But thank you very much, and I look forward to seeing this show Friday night. Thanks so much. I look forward to seeing you. All right. And we've been talking to Laura Burhan from The Minor Birds. Go see her. I can't compel you, but I would, I would strongly suggest you go and check her out at The Echo. Buy up the tickets. Sell out the place. I know it's going to be a rocking show. Laura, again, thank you very much. Thank you.